What is up, guys? It is another episode of the Hashtag Sweat Locals CLT podcast. I am Stu. I'm Deuce. And we have Jen Gallardo here. Jen, you've how long have you been a member at Urban? Ooh, since August. So mm. math. I was say, it's actually a really good question. Like, I didn't know that one. Member since August. Very cool. And you, uh, you're a unique member. All of our members are unique special snowflakes. You guys are all unique in your own way, but you're very unique. You have a skill set that um, that we came into knowing about, and that is photography. And if anyone is, uh, the name Jen Gallardo doesn't ring a bell for you, then maybe you recognize uh, the brunette girl running around and capturing photos of you while you're in moments of uh, severe maybe pain at the moment or anxiety during the workout or uh whatever it may stretching towards the end, whatever it may be. So that that's you. That is me. Where did you, what, what, cameras, what, what, talk to me about what got you into photography. It, it started pretty young for me. I got my first camera when I was in um, high school. And from there, I mean, I just. What did you get? Was that it. like something you asked for? Like, yeah, it's my 15th birthday, I want a camera. Or your parents like, I found this, I'm going to throw it away, but you have it. Like, how did that work? Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't something I asked for. So it just kind of like happened organically. Got a camera as a gift. I think it, I can't, honestly I can't even remember if it was like a birthday gift, Christmas gift, just a gift. Yep. Started using it and taking it everywhere. Love like just I think I was using it just more to document like my life and hanging out with friends, all of that. But then it started turning into me just this sounds so cliché, but like seeing the beauty in things and everywhere and you know, wanting to get the beauty of the world on camera. And then um, that doesn't sound cliche at all. No, it's cute. I love, I love it. I love it. No, but like here was, but in your high school, were you doing a lot of traveling, or was this like just you and your friends being did silly? Did you take your camera to high school a lot? I feel we, like because we had yeah. a girl in high school that used to take her camera all the time. I was that girl. She and your thank book? God, yeah, dude. No, thank God she was there because she took a lot of good pictures of us. Oh, so it's really nice to have those memories. They probably still live on Facebook somewhere, and it's oh, kind yeah, of cool dude. to like have those albums to like look back on. Did you do anything? Because when I think of camera, high school, like yearbook is the next logical conclusion to me. Brianna, did you do anything with the yearbook? You know, it's funny. I was on like my college yearbook team, but didn't even like take photos for that. It was more like writing. Yeah, so it's that's a that's a funny fair, question. Fair enough. So. From there, did you did you think the camera was going to ever turn into anything for you other than just personal hobby? No. Okay. No. So that didn't really happen for me until um, I graduated college. And think, thankfully, I have a really supportive fiance who believes in me more than I believe in myself. And he was like, dude, you're really good. What the, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're kind of wasting your time. Like, take yourself seriously because, you know, like other people are. Um, and so from there, I was like, okay, well, let's do this. And when is um, this? When is this that he's giving you this pep talk and you're actually biting on it? This was like five years ago. Okay. Because mm-hmm. my guess is probably you have had that conversation. How long have you and your fiance been together? Like, it'll be eight years in uh, September, uh, October. Okay. And I was talking with Isaac. I was rapping with her before this. You were... You're supposed to do a 2020 wedding, and then obviously that all happened. And right. You guys have plans yet to figure that out, to reschedule that? or? So funny enough, we like bought a house 2020. I was like, I'm not taking on any weddings because this is our year. Yeah. Um, you know, buying a house, getting married, doing all of that. And so didn't want to take on anything. And then, of course, like we had to move it. So we're getting married this September. Awesome. Um, who, who is your wedding photographer? 
So that's a great. Is question. that like was that a hard decision to make? Yes, it was. Are you very judgmental of them. Well, you know, I love networking, and I'm a people person, and I have a lot of talented friends. Um, so it was a hard decision. I just I know a lot of talented photographers. Um, my ta- my talented photographer actually got pregnant. She's pregnant, so she's not going to be doing our wedding anymore. Can um, pregnant people not take photos, or is she just like, it's gonna like be the flash is bad for the, the baby? Fl- got it. <laughs> got it. I didn't know there was something like that. I mean, I'm that stupid. I would literally be like, you could tell That's me true. like flashes are bad for babies. I'd be like, well, that makes perfect right. sense. No, we're getting married on a mountaintop, so uh, she's gonna okay. be like 35. Okay, she'll weeks. be deep into it. Okay, got it, got it. We don't want yes, that. Yes, 100. percent I understand that. I understand that 100. Um, percent so I'll keep you posted. On yeah, yeah. But so, but you still haven't selected it then yet. No. no. So are you searching and like... We're like talking things talking out. Talking things out. Very cool. So the thing with photography, so um, talk to me a little bit about the, the like what I call like the gig economy. So like freelancing makes up four times more gigs, freelance work in the U.S. economy than actual W-2 jobs mm. do. Um, for the freelance economy and that gig economy... It's really interesting. There's a point where that's all it is. It's just freelance. It's gig, 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 and you have a, a, a full time boo, a job, right? Like right. a full time thing. Talk to me about that split for you, because you've I've seen you publicly talk about this on social. Uh, we've discussed this too. You want to leave the full time work and go all in on your current gig. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about that. Why number one, and then number two. What is the catalyst? Because everyone's got like, I'll do it when. Like, you got to have something happen. Right, right. That's a beautiful, great question. So for me, as I've gotten older, um, especially with like COVID, if anything, it's like excelled that um, drive and ambition to just want to have like be more in charge of my own time. And like also just like, you know, I might not even have more time. It's just like being able to dictate when I am working. Right. And, you know, if I want to take a two week vacation somewhere, like I can just work extra hard around this time and just being being in charge of my time. That's that's the goal. You will control um, your schedule, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But ultimately, though, I think a lot. Of, so you say that and I'm gonna, I want to challenge on this a little bit. We think we get the when you do your own thing, you're like, oh, I get to create my own schedule. Bullshit. They booked that wedding on August 30th and you want to go to the beach. Like, well, fuck, I got to go do that wedding now. You don't actually get to pick your own schedule. You know, for the most, I mean, I guess you could choose to take the job, but ultimately, like, everyone's like, oh, you're a boss, you work for yourself, like a member of the gym. Like, no, I work for all you fuckers. Like, I literally (laughs) work for every single one of you. Um, Because if you guys are like, I want a 2 p.m. class on a Thursday, I'd be like, well, guys, I guess we're doing a 2 p.m. class on a Thursday. It's what the customer wants. That's a great point. (laughs) There's so many people that are like, I want a 7 a.m. class on Friday right now, Stu. I know about those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, so, but no, let's talk about that a little bit. So there's freedom. Obviously you get to pick the gig and when, and you get to choose the projects you work on and things like that. Right now, what's the current full-time job right now? So full-time I do, um, social media and marketing for an ad agency. I also do photography for them as well. So it goes hand in hand, um, paid and organic social media. Um, so yeah. You have to sharpen your craft there too with the photography, which is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It works out really well. Um, but no, that's a great point. Um, but in a way, for example, the person that was going to be our photographer, she, 
there's just things you can do. So for example, she'll always make sure that she has like one weekend a month free. And like that is like hers. That's it. Yeah. So, you know, if, if someone comes along, it's like, no, flat out. No, which is, which I like, and I am a yes person. So that's going to be hard for me. Um, Yes is and you don't like that's disappointing people or like yes is and you know, yes equals more business revenue for the business, so on and so forth. More, more so on the disappointing people side of things. Yeah. For sure. Um, so that'll be hard. But in terms of when, um, you know, the biggest thing is for me, it's like I get a lot of my business through word of mouth um, and not having taken on any 2020 weddings. It's like that kind of slows the role as far as those referrals. So this will be a telling year as far as like what happens, what I what comes from from 2021 weddings. Um, is it you do you project it to be a busy year now that COVID and like vaccine like because a lot of weddings are kind of sitting there on the simmer they're like kind of like yours they're like waiting you have mm-hmm. a, you would generally have an entire 365 year of inventory built up of potential business yeah so that's kind of like the projection for especially 2022 yeah um, I feel like everyone's kind of like holding holding on hope that you know things will be completely normal by then and so I do think that 2022 will be even busier for me, but numbers wise, like on paper, that's not the case right now. Um, so that is the goal. And hopefully COVID and pandemic times will start dissipating and yeah. be there. What, you know, for anyone listening, cause, um, we had, we would talk with, uh, I believe it's Miranda Mounts, uh, where to eat Charlotte. We had talked to her, like that point in which you took, you had the the courage to go ahead and just start putting your thing out there that, hey, I do this. Like, yeah, I know it's, it was a hobby of mine. It was a thing I was playing with, but I now do it as a paid service. And that's that's a difficult thing at times to go from, oh, I'm the friend who can take some photos to, yeah, I'm still the friend. Yeah, I still take the photos, but that shit comes with a cost. I always joke around in from the consulting work. People are like, hey, can I pick your brain? I'm like, yeah, when you pick a fucking membership up. Yes. <laughs> like, that's, yes. that's how that works. So, And, you know, recently, like, I don't know. Um, I believe in telling people how you feel and like loving people out loud. Like that's why like two weeks ago or whenever it was, I was like, dude, you like really inspire me. And like, it was the nicest thing. She just came in the morning. She walked past, got her towel. And I don't know. I'm talking with Isaac about something. And then she just like makes a beeline right back and walks right back to the front desk. I'm like, hi, what else? Did, what else got me with? And you just, you were just really sweet and really nice. It was just such a nice start to the morning. I was like, see Isaac, that's how it's yeah, done. Jim, and she's like, gives like you compliments. she's don't like rolling her eyes. I was like, listen, you've known him way too long. Like yeah. you don't, <laughs> you're a opinion here is invalid but um but um what I was trying to say no like you're a you're a gym owner but like you just as much for me like inspire me as a business owner because like you're willing to tell people off and tell people how it is and um I think that for me was like the biggest um thing that I was like looking forward to doing just like hey um I'm taking myself seriously like I'm going to have, like, you're going to take me seriously now. And um, I also really value my talented friends and and friends that are entrepreneurs and business owners themselves. And so I would, I am someone that's going to pay them whatever, whatever their value is or whatever their service is. Even if they don't tell me exactly how much they would charge, I'm going to pay them more. I have this friend, Chris, Chris Rodarte. He's amazing. He's also an amazing photographer. And, um, he, he 
we're friends, right? And so he wanted to discount my um, my a, a recent session, like branding session I had with him. I'm like, no, dude, this, this is not how it works. Yeah. Like, you're gonna, I'm gonna pay you what you're worth. And that's kind of what I expect um, from my friends. It muddies the waters otherwise. Like money, the one thing about money is a lot of people I think look at money as cold and calculated and capitalistic and greed. Money makes things very transactional and transactional is easy to say yes or no to. Like transactional and then relationship, two separate things. I've very similar. I've got friends who are freelancers and consulting. So I'll be like, hey, I need to come by. I got to flush an idea out. Book. I want to book two hours. And then maybe at the end he or she's like, yeah, no, don't worry about me. Like, no, no, no. I need to transact this. Number one. So I can write it off number two so that we can continue this relationship because that way i feel okay then be like hey bro we only actually got 45 minutes last time and i paid for the hour can we get like another 15 on the phone later this month like it just keeps it super transactional but when it's abstract and like oh you were boys we know each other we'll help each other out that's so that's so dangerous and you're probably bound to fuck that friendship up at some right. point it's not sustainable you can't keep doing that otherwise like someone gets the underhand or like yeah but no one minds sending like oh I'll venmo you 20 bucks for dinner like if you go to dinner and split the bill like nobody minds a quick venmo transaction like oh i owe you for that beer or whatever it is but then like when it comes to this i feel like freelancers and entrepreneurs have this like unwritten code or it, it should be completely abolished code that like you just like oh we'll help each other out kind of scenario For sure. and it just i don't know if you ever remember this back in the day gym owners the thing was if you dropped in at another gym oh yeah you would tell them you were a gym owner and then the expectation was they didn't have to pay my favorite was like if you buy a shirt Oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't, you don't have to pay for the class. You can just buy a shirt yeah. and you're good. And I remember or bring us a shirt from your gym that was, and we'll trade these. This is real. And then you're good. Stop. Real gym owners. Like, dude, would, what is this Pokemon cards? Yeah, they would come in and they'd be like, "Hey, I, I, I brought you a shirt." I'm like, "Oh, that's really nice. Cool. Drop ins thirty. And like, you know, charge me for the drop in. I'm like, oh, "I brought you a shirt." Like, yeah, you took up a spot in the class. Like, someone else could have had that spot. I gotta sell that spot. I'm like, oh, well, what if I buy a shirt? I'm like, cool. It's thirty for the spot, and then it's gonna be twenty five for the shirts. Now we're fifty five <laughs> in. And he just it blew his mind. I was Love just like. It. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Talk to me now about, uh, I, I, I want to dig a little bit deeper on this. For you, you're thinking the uh, inventory, uh, the demand of photography will outweigh the supply of it with all the weddings that are on the back burner. You're going to have a lot more work. Do you have like everyone, like some people have like uh, financial freedom, like they have a number in their head of like, when I have this book, this much work, because the thing with photography, these are one and done gigs. It's not like I'm in the subscription business with the gym. I can project revenue. But if you are a stylist or a consultant or whatever, it may be hard to project revenue. A photographer might be hard to project revenue. So for you, when do you cut the cord at the marketing gig? So that's a great, great question. Um, the only kind we ask here. <laughs> she has complimented every question I've asked. You're, yeah. the, you're the best guest ever. <laughs> Yours is so well, nice. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so nice. Um, yeah, no, I... This is where I struggle, I feel like, as a photographer on the business side and numbers. Um, thankfully, Austin, he does supply chain and, like, logistics. Um, so he's very much an Excel and, like, numbers Analytical. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like, numbers, number of weddings would have to be, like, around 22 to 24 weddings a year. Booked out. Mm -hmm. How far in advance do you book a wedding with a photographer? Like, so, because you can project it, I guess, that way once you book, but. That's a great question. So, again, <laughs> it is though. It is because it's so different and varies so much. Like, I booked this year a wedding out like three months in advance. Like, okay. what? That's wild to me. Like, you would want to know who 
that is like a year. So people book like a year and a half out. That'd be average. That'd be kind of standard. Yeah. Got it. Um, a year to year and a half. Um, some people even want to book like two years out. Most photographers don't want to do that just because like who knows what can happen in two the next years. like uh. six to six months. You got to figure yeah, what dude. like a 40% of those or so might not even make it to yeah. the day. Like right. oh, you, you don't, don't even want to be married. Call it off. Years. Yeah. And like your pricing is different. So yeah. all of that. Um, so, so yeah, um, this year it was kind of between two, as little as like two months. Um, I just booked one for August, which I, in my head, I feel like that feels like right around the corner. Um, but I usually like, yeah. The longest amount has been a year. The longest but, amount has been a year. So for you to lead the full-time gig, you're looking, you want to have, there's a certain book of business you want to already have in the books for that summer. Because um, that's that, that's interesting too with the photography thing. Because obviously weddings, they're, that's seasonal. You know when there's probably going to be a spike type of scenario. You can you can project and estimate by booking out like a year, like you said in advance. How about other impromptu? Like, are we the only like fitness, sport-based, action, athlete, like that kind of a genre that you're currently in right now? Yeah. Okay. Because like there's other like random, and I guess from a brand perspective, how much of it do you want to do a little bit like whatever, and how much you want to stick with one niche? Sure. So I am the type of photographer that loves anything and everything just because it does keep me on my toes, and I think like creatively, like it just keeps my mind going. Um, You guys are the only like fitness um, business that I do photos for. And honestly, it's been something that I've like wanted to do for a while. So I like super appreciate the, um, the trade. Um, it's really worked out, but, um, especially because as a photographer, you know, I gotta, I gotta keep, um, mobile. Uh, yes. Yeah. You'd be able to move around and do an entire wedding. I mean, how many hours, like how many hours are you snapping photos for? When you do a wedding, I'm doing like ten hour weddings. Ten hour weddings. Sometimes it's yeah. like eight, between eight and ten. Yeah, and you're you're getting down, you're getting up, you're getting low. Like we had the ladder out the other day for you for the photo <laughs> shoot. Like <laughs> vertically challenged, you might have to get a different perspective. You have to try to get up and some. You're climbing up, climbing down. Yeah, you gotta stay in shape. It's a lot of work, but um, but yeah, no, I like everything. I love branding. Um, I I love families. I love newborns. Like I'm just a people person. So yeah, there's a human in front of me. Like I want to get to know them through my lens, get to know their story, all of that. So when you're going ahead, do you, I know, do you have a question? I'm like taking over. I feel like you I'm not ahead, letting you, t- I feel like I'm not letting you, you talk you at keep all. Keep going. Um, I'll interrupt you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So when you're for photography and you, f- weddings for you would probably be the main bulk of your business, correct? correct? Now, as that goes on and word of mouth becomes the thing, but like you have a great, and I don't know what service you use. I'm sure it's probably common to photographer, but the th- whatever website service you use for us where we have a login and then at the top, I can see the exact dates. Now I've used some, we've had some great photographers. I mean, I've been, we've been, we've always had a photographer since I think like 2012. I've always had one for the gym. So smart. And it was just like Dropbox though. And it was just kind of like, and I know for you especially because Deuce does the social media, for him to have to go to Dropbox and download the fucker and and then take it. They're all like, just miss sometimes. Dropbox is a little laggy. It was just, oh, I want pictures from this day. And then it'd be like, there's some up here, but then there's also some all the way down here. And it was a, yeah. But whatever service you're using for those is awesome. Absolutely love that. But like little things like that, like where did you learn? Like, was it just Google how to start freelance photography or are you part of like some Facebook group that you're picking up tips from or was it just another photographer who helped you out yeah so i'm in a good bit maybe too many facebook groups um there's one called like rising tide society um 
And yeah, I've learned a lot through those groups. Sounds like a global warming group, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. It's not global warming. It's climate change. (laughs) It's climate change. Um, But yeah, I've learned a lot through just like people being willing to share what they use. Um, So I'm I'm a huge believer in like also reciprocating that and like sharing what I've learned with people. But I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been... Um, I recently redid my website. That's been awesome. Looks um, great. Thank you. But yeah, I, I, you know, while we're talking about this, one of the things that I do love about photography and just like being a business owner is that I do get to learn a lot of those little things. Like I built my website myself. Um, so it's it's been fun just, you know, dabbling in um, those types of things. And I think when you're freelance and you do have something bringing home more of the bacon, the full-time kind of thing, you can, you can allow your business acumen to grow with the business. So you, at the beginning of very little business acumen, but you also have a very little business and it just kind of can grow incrementally together for you. You know, wild bloom photography, that is the name of the company, correct? Mm-hmm. Where did the significance of the title come from? Where did the name come from? <laughs> so, I won't say it's a great question because I don't have a great answer. (laughs) Just URL availability? (laughs) Other than really, like, I liked the word wild. Like, I kind of associate that with, like, raw and just real, right? And then bloom, like, I think of people, like, flourishing or, like, just happy. Coming into their own, just opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I no, like the words together. Yeah, a little juxtaposition. Yeah, just yeah, I like a little little contrast. Yeah, yeah, hundred. And that's somewhat like sometimes like names don't have to mean something. Like they don't always have to. And it's some names are stupid. Like in the beginning, you know, I remember like being a kid and being on Ask Jeeves. That was my search engine. And then my teacher, I was in high school, said, "We're gonna try this new thing called Google." I'm like, "This is the dumbest fucking name I've ever heard, Google." And that's never gonna work. Like, what do I know? I'm like 12. And I'm making like, like as if I work for Forbes, like making predictions. Um, but yeah, it, it's names don't mean anything uh, until there's some significance put behind them. So whereas Wild Bloom, you're like, yeah, there's really no significance to that whatsoever. At some point, it's going to have a, a crazy amount of significance to a lot of people because of what you've you've captured moments. And that's the one thing, like memories, in my opinion, are this limited resource of things because a memory happens and it's gone. Bleeding. Fucking Absolutely. gone. Like, and we, we kick ourselves. We'd like, I'm trying to remember that thing or I wish I could remember more of this. Everyone sitting here who has had someone die in their life in the past X amount of time wishes they had more photos and or video of that human being. It is. 100%. It is. I yeah. I'm so glad. I feel like you do a good job of taking photos just from following your personal account. Like my kid or like the yeah, city or some shit like that. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah. And I have a question for you, actually. Okay. Going back to names. Yep. Let me ask you. Mm-hmm. Urban movement. A couple reasons. We um, we were, I wanted to always be in the city. I, we were moving and I was purchasing this building and this was a a shitty old warehouse. And the way I always envisioned it was I wanted to go into gentrified or gentrifying areas. And I wanted to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go into a shopping plaza. Like I didn't want to go somewhere where they just knocked down a warehouse like this and they put in a shopping plaza and they put me in like, like the orange theory, the berries next to everything else. I wanted to revitalize an old warehouse and keep that structure and that feel. So it was this concept of this urban movement uh, and urban area getting revitalized. Also, I know that in growing cities and metropolitan areas where I want to open most of these, parking is scarce. Like anyone in Chicago and New York and LA and Miami, nobody looks for parking. 
South End Charlotte, we talk about this a lot on the podcast. People are like, hey, there's no parking there. I'm like, fucker, you're, in a, you're going to a growing city. Like, parking is not a thing that's going to exist anymore. So we had this idea, like, how many parkings? So I remember, I, I think I brought Deuce and Isaac here one time, or uh, you weren't with us at that time. It was just Isaac. She's like, Stu, there's nine parking spaces here. Like, nine. Our old location, 256. <laughs> She's like, what, what are you thinking? I'm like, I don't know. People have to fucking move to get to us. They'll bike, they'll run, they'll jog. There'll be enough apartment complexes and townhomes around here that people will move to get to us. And then, obviously, movement. And then you take the vowels out of it because nobody wants to spell out movement in a URL or on a logo <laughs> of a shirt or anything like that. Uh, so, But, yeah, that to answer your question, that's why. What a great – I mean, and what you've created here, I, I just can't get enough of it. I really – it's my happy place besides my house. We'll, we'll just good. wait in five years when we open suburban movement. Yeah. <laughs> wax on all those places. <laughs> so I want uh, one more. I want to want to do one more thing here. I want to talk a little bit. I want to spend some time with weddings because there's a lot of people listening to this that either had their wedding already shot, planning getting wedding shot, or photos in general. But for weddings, what are some of the things you see a huge miss? So like if you go to a friend's house, new friend, new gym friend you met, sure. and you're at their house and you see their wedding photos and they're like, oh, these are our photos and you're looking at them. Verbally, you're like, oh, these are so great. And in your head, you're like, what in the fuck? Why they missed? There's such a cool shot they could have gotten there. What are you thinking of when you think of like a wedding? Is it completely dependent on, the, on, the, on where it's at? Or do you already have some ideas of some unique concepts in your head you want to get that are signature gen-like shots? Yeah, so... That question is interesting, but only because I feel like art is so subjective and it really depends a lot on the actual artist themselves. Like everyone has their different styles. So when I see photos of like other people's work, like I'm not so much thinking like, oh, I could have done this better or something like that. Um, the one thing that I do notice a lot is just like, I hate cheesy photos. Like, and I think that you know, What's a cheesy photo? So everyone's like looking at the camera and it mm. kind of like looks like... Everybody you know, like, jumps at the same time. They're like, ah, oh, jump on three. Just like, they literally look like stock photos to me. You know, Got everyone's it. looking at the camera. They look like, like picture Easter day photos. School. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, I, I just, that is not me. You know, I want to catch as much of the canon moments. Like, I'm not a, like 100% documentary style photographer, but like that, that is like a huge love of mine. Like just getting the real moments. Um, and so when I don't see a lot of that, I'm like missed opportunity, but not so much like their style. Um, but also I would definitely say like location would, it, it definitely dictates like what they look like, sure. you know, and like time of day of photos. But I, I resonate with what, when you say like, so and we've talked about this, I've talked like capturing for photography for the micro gym model or the fitness industry. It's more about moments over movements, like the movement, like well, the locked out barbell overhead is less important to me than the moment where someone is like laughing, walking past a deuce, right? Kind of like at a wedding. It's not the moments that everyone, you know, when they're up at the altar, but it's like, it's behind before the ceremonies even happen. And the father is behind the door and you could see like a tear in his eye as he's planning to walk his daughter down. Like that's a moment that you just happen to capture. It's like, it's, you know, if big brother was bigger and he could just see everything and capture every little thing like that's as a photographer, you got to try to like play chess and be two steps up. Like, okay, bet your dad's going to get emotional. He's going to be standing over here. The light's coming in from that. So if I'm over here and the odds of him getting emotional, I want to get that foot. Like, yeah, you're timing the whole thing up. Yeah, definitely. I try to do a good job of, um, of getting to know my couples beforehand and like asking them questions so that I can gauge 
where like usually I can tell where like the girl is at as far as like if she's emotional what she wants out of her day but I like to get a good gauge on the guy just because I feel like they're very different so some guys are like more stoic and don't cry and some of them are like I'm so excited a good bit of them for this year like emotional people and as a photographer that's like gold gold yeah. so I'm excited about um capturing those weddings and but yeah it's it's important for me to kind of like you were saying play chess be two steps ahead kind of know what to expect bridezillas have you had any? Have you had any horrible stories with that? You don't have to drop any names, obviously, but like, have you had any? Because again, you're, it's their day. They've never done this, so their their experience is low. Your experience is high in being around weddings, right? I mean, not not your own, but like you've been in people's weddings. But like for a bride, a lot of people like get on their ass and call them brides. So like, it'd be like giving a really big job to someone who spent a lot of money on the job, and they have no idea, have never done this before. So like, they have no idea what to freak out about or not. Plus, you know, the emotional element of getting married as well. Right. Have you dealt? with any of that or had any horror stories I'm, i haven't had a bridezilla um but i You've have had, had... no oh fuck gosh do those exist I don't hopefully know. not are you gonna be <laughs> one fuck are you gonna be a groomzilla absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> i've done nothing in this wedding plan i'll tell you that right now <laughs> other than why is this not planned yet <laughs> that's it um but i have had like just one wedding where you know, there's basically a storm going on and it's like not on the beach, but it's like yeah. close to the beach wedding and just like not um, great expectations where it's like we're putting a tent up for all of this rain. Can you make sure the tent isn't in photos? Um uh Ooh, yeah. <laughs> or like, You're like, oh, that's impossible. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> we can take some photos with some clear umbrellas. Like, as a photographer, if if you're a professional, like, you have those in your car at all times. Sure. Um, no, no, I don't want to take photos with those. So that's been yeah. the only sure. hard situation. Someone having to pivot on a shitty environment, like, situation, act of God kind of scenario, and you trying to provide some pivoting tools, and they're just, I get it. I, yeah. yeah. That's not that bad, I no. would say. Do you have to start prepping people ahead of time? Be like, hey, so if things, if you know, if it rains or if it goes like this, this is kind of how we might need to rethink photos or we kind of, because you had a game plan, do you like prep them? Yeah, absolutely. But I would also say that <clears throat> thankfully my ideal clients are very laid back. Like somehow, some way I've done a good job of like finding those people or them finding me where, you know, like whatever happens, happens. Like we, they trust me to get the shots right and do my job as best as I can but you know they're not like I need a breakdown like on paper and all of that so have you thought about that more so much of your businesses come from word of mouth and referral which you know everyone you know when you if uh, Johnny has his photos taken by you and then Johnny's friend hires you Johnny's friend is probably like Johnny right they hang out with similar ecosystems and then when small business owners then we have to start marketing the people we don't know because you're right our first round of clients are generally friends family and then friends of friends and then we're like, all right, well, we need this business to grow. I need to get to people who don't know me. They don't know my reputation, but I want to make sure to still attract the right people. So I'm, I'm trying to cast a wide net, get more customers, but I also want to put those customers through a filter because I don't want to work with people that wouldn't fit my ideal client avatar. And that can be difficult at times. You have to ju you know, balance these two things. I, I want new business, yes. but I also want to work with the right kind of people. And a lot of it has to do with obviously like how you portray yourself, the language you use in your posts, like for people to jive with you. Because for a photographer, especially the second someone even considers you, they're going to go ahead and say, well, let me go look at her Insta, right? Or, let me look at her portfolio on her website. And if the language there matches their vibe, like 
it say if Deuce was if Deuce the only job of his wedding was to pick out the photographer and there was um a, a really nice photographer's website and then there was one that had like you know it was a it was a chick or a guy in bro shades and like a bang and like taking photos. That's the one Deuce would hire. Dude, let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it was called LFG photography. I'm gonna start drinking bang. Yeah. Um, let's fucking go photography. That's the who camera Deuce, so shaky you can keep his hand still. Because there's too much bang and caffeine. But like if that like but that's you resonate with people who speak, talk, act, like whatever. Do you think about that when you publish a photo or put any copy together? Like I need this to suit. I need this to sound so genisms. Like I need to like push so much of my personality into this so that people read that and then they either pre-qualify themselves. I've been doing that a lot more. Just like if I want to use a bad, you know, word in my uh, caption, I'm gonna do it. And one of the things that I, I love, love about that you called you. it a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most adorable part. Right? It's what a, a gen thing to do. Oh my gosh, so embarrassing. Um, but yeah, I. I just, I, I like putting my personality out there, like especially on stories, just so people get a vibe. I feel like a photo does one thing, but like just having a conversation with the world is, is another. But also that's where I feel like my um, questionnaire comes in to play. So I have to, I don't, I don't care who you are. I will have a conversation with you via Google Hangout, Zoom, whatever. We're going to go th- over these questions so I can get to know you. Yeah. And I can get a feel of like who you are and what your expectations are. And depending on how that goes, you know, I can say no to a client just as much as they can say, say no, to, no to you. Yeah. One thing, are photographers doing this? Um, Cause that's, you're, you're right. As you were saying that, like the marketing side of my brain went off. It was just like, they look at your photography portfolio, but they actually really have no idea what it's like to work with you. So are photographers being like, okay, I want to be able to, I want to do what no one else is doing. I want to market what it's like to work with me. So, you go and shoot this next wedding and then you pay a videographer to come and document you get mic'd up and she gets mic'd up so they can and then you drop little videos on instagram of what it's actually like to work with jen like what does jen say to the client is anyone doing that in, in oh, photography yeah. are they oh, okay yeah, yeah i like realized totally that wasn't the boat okay with that, i thought so. that was a really good i, I thought it was a good yeah. idea but there, whenever i have a good idea i'm like it's a thousand ideas a thousand times it's already been done i mean i agree i just thought that was a good one thanks dude yeah, no, you're welcome it's a good it's a really yeah. good one so that yeah. is something people are kind of doing to show that interaction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something i should do so. yeah yeah thank you for the poke no yeah you 100 percent. like just getting someone even to just come for that you know just capturing a few little sound bites a couple minutes of you talking with her and prepping her or whatever would be such a dope quick instagram igtv quick little drop on there for people to see for sure because um, that's really where your personality is going to come out like w- interacting with the, the the bride um or just like yeah your couple like Literally, if the sound was on and I had someone doing that, I'd literally be like, yes, me just like hyping them up. <laughs> yeah. That's like all I do. Yeah. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. Um, so if anyone for listening to this and they have photography needs in any way, shape or form, what is the best way to get a hold of you through Wildbloom? Um, they can find my Insta and my email. They can just use a little contact button and my email is right there. Love emails. DMs get lost. So. Got it. And I'll go ahead and I'll link that all up on there. And for the website, if someone just wants to go ahead and start poking their head around your portfolio, on there, what is the actual website? It's thewildbloom.co. .co. 
thewildbloom.co. I'll have it all linked up in there. Thank you so much. I love, I've, we've worked with a lot of good photographers. I absolutely love the work that you do. You're phenomenal. You. Absolutely Appreciate love it. You. And outside of that, you are still one of my favorite people that come in here. You just have, you just always, like, I, I love, I love Bevers. Some people are like, that was fucking miserable. I'm going to go home. Like, you are always so happy, even after a really hard workout. And that's always so refreshing. Good. Well, I'm so glad because I definitely feel like I don't look happy during. So. <laughs> I mean, some I days you don't talk to it. me, but other than that, we're good. <laughs> glad I can make up for it after. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank, Thank you. Jen. Thank you.